When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We invented this gangster shit. And this the motherfucking thanks we get? All right? That's the wrong button. Welcome to Quitters Never Give Up, the podcast that discusses the KBCU, the Kevin and Bean Creative Universe. I'm Christopher Rosales, and with me is listener Lindsay, Jennifer Sunshine, and listener Edwin. We have a very packed episode with lots of things to discuss. We have the podcast roundup. We have Don't Poke with Bean. And of course, the week that was 2010, March 22nd through the 26th. The biggest thing to get right into is the Jensen's Eat It or Beat It. So this is the biggest story right now in the KBCU. And, and I guess the best way to recap it is this tweet from Harvey Bar 22. A man named Carp married to a woman named Fischel found shrimp tails in a box of Cinnamon Toast Crunch. The cereal was purchased from the Costco at, on Topanga Canyon Boulevard and his wife played Topanga in Boy Meets World. Meanwhile, Carp used to be a guest on the shrimp on the Pistol Shrimp podcast. So that's how it started. Jensen from the Kevin and Bean Show found shrimp and other stuff in his box of cereal. Jensen eats cereal dry with no milk, which is another <laughs> weird thing. So that should have been the uh, controversy. Monday and Tuesday, he's tweeting all day about the shrimp tails, the possible rat poop, dental floss, all in this bag of cereal putting out the screenshots, taking jabs at everybody, talking to people that are going to analyze it in the lab. And it becomes one of the top five things trending on Twitter. And so on Tuesday morning, uh, he was interviewed by Ali and Bean for the Wednesday cup of tea in the chat. And of course, it was a very light interview. But then this is where the milkshake duck comes in. Because of this, how big it got, all these people came out of the woodwork talking about how how much of a bad person he is, how abusive he was in, in ex-relationships, how he stole from people, all kinds of things. And this is all coming out starting Tuesday. So by Wednesday, it kind of seems like Ali and Bean are, are a little tone deaf to what's going on. Somewhere around there, he tweets that he's not going to talk about it anymore. And he goes si pretty much silent on Twitter is what Ali said. And then by Friday's episode, of course, this thing got you know, really big. And so Ali and Bean dress it pretty early. It, it, it kind of took the fun out of the podcast from right at the beginning. It started off as a fun episode with a four minute intro with all these like crazy jokes. It was pretty funny. Ali and Bean had a wonderful take on it. They knew him. They worked with him for years, but they never saw the side of him. They never tried to justify his actions or put it in any positive light to where you can forgive him. Ali was strong on her, her take of what he needs to do to atone for everything. It's a very uh, nuanced take and a lot of sensitivities towards the subject and the victims. And if you want to go back and listen to a cup of tea in a chat this week, realize that Wednesday's episode is going to be a little uh, off of what you kind of feel that they should react. And then Friday's episode is going to kind of make up for it. Um, some of the memes were really kind of funny. <laughs> it was like a cinnamon toast crunch box. And then they had like, we shrimp now. And some of those yeah. graphics were kind of funny in the very beginning before we 
it kind of exploded. So um, that was kind of fun. And and then it was kind of like, you know, conspiracy. It could be that Danielle got tired of Jensen with this whole pandemic and needed him out of the house. And so she thought she'd do something, give him something to do and it backfire. I mean, real right. quick, what did you guys think of Jensen on the show? I feel first and foremost, there was nobody that was going to replace Ralph and that chemistry they had and all that kind of fun stuff. And so it was a very high jocularity fun show with Ralph. I'd had a more somber take with Jensen. And so, and some of the stuff, like, I don't know anything about rap. So some of the stuff he would talk about, I just blank out. Um, but the eat it or beat it was kind of fun. He did bring some fun things to it. It wasn't totally awful. <laughs> um, so, but and he definitely tried to be more bean-like with the fry yay thing that drove the other two nuts. And so he tried, I think he tried to add some level of controversy, but it, to try to make it funny, but it just didn't have that same Ralph stuff where he would just have it when he would just had it with bean and would just kind of go off. You know, you didn't have that type of chemistry. Uh, if I'm going to be honest, I thought there was a lot of times where he would turn everything to himself and yes. it would always be like, I was hot Carl. I was a rapper, you know? And it was just kind of always weird. And it's, even in, in episode six, uh, 68, he, at the end, ends with, you know, I'm hot Carl, and he brings that up. And so I never knew if that was a, a joke making fun of him or a joke trying to promote himself. And so it was always kind of a little weird. He, he was always very on top of things. I remember listening to the last, the last week of their show. And he, he talked about a lot of things that just blew up during the pandemic. He talked about Tiger King, some of the other shows on Netflix, all way before they even came out. So he was very much a person that knew what was going to trend and what was going to be popular. I feel like every person who's come on the Kevin and Bean show, including Kevin and Bean themselves, have gone through a period of transition where people don't like them just because. And it takes, like, in some cases, years or multiple years, like it did for Allie, for the, yeah. the groove to be kind of found. And so perhaps if Jensen had more time, he could, he could figure that out. I don't think he was given as much of a chance, but it was all, he was also a very polarizing figure because he voiced a lot of very random opinions. And again, it wasn't as humorous as when Ralph would get mad or he would, you know, voice an opinion about the eggy or, you know, online shopping or his in-laws. I understand that he's, he's a pretty polarizing figure and, and I and, actually, I liked him a lot and I couldn't be more old school Kevin and Bean. So you'd think for nostalgia's sake, you know, I would not like him, but I thought he fit in well. I mean, remember, I think it was his first week he came up with the, uh, the Tim Allen thing from Home Improvement. And I'm like, you know, that is something Bean would do. Think of some old obscure clip, bring it in, make it funny. And it became mm -hmm. a running joke. I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, Jensen fits in with the show well. So I always liked him. You know, I think it was it was that he came after Ralph. I felt I had a lot of the same like point of view of Ralph. Yeah. You know, I had I had a lot of the same interests, just a lot of the same you know, way he talked about just on his own personal level, not just the bits. Mm -hmm. You know, when he would host the show or be more prominent in the show, I felt really, I guess, for lack of a better word, connected to where it was like, oh, yeah, I get this guy. I like this guy. I understand what he's talking about. I know he does acting and he does this and it doesn't seem like he's trying to just push his acting on, on the show which is what i felt with jensen okay so shall we move on to the rest of the podcast roundup episode 31 of janky town on this episode it was beer mug and omar interviewing 
and just talking with Lightning. Everybody remembers Lightning. He worked at the Kevin and Bean Show forever from like uh, 1994 to 2017, I'm going to say. Somewhere around there. And in the interview, they, they go through a whole bunch of history of Kevin and Bean and K-Rock. They talk about his monster truck for for K-Rock and how he got in with uh, Gail Banks, where he's doing a truck podcast now. He, he talked about basically the future of radio and podcasts. And then he went into the podcasts that we talk about now, how we felt about them, uh, the new radio show. How he feels that none of the shows can really live up to the old show. He's just got a really good energy, though, when you listen to him. And then when he's talking about some of the old stories from K-Rock and how Jimmy Kimmel offered him a position at his show when he left. I mean, just a lot of really cool stuff that, uh, you know, just wasn't in the in the mainstream. They did give us an answer about the K-Rock documentary. Um, now that's frustrating, though. And the fact that and I, mean, I understand it to a point. Um, that Adam Carolla put the money into it. So he wants to recoup it back. I get it. But to what extent? And could you just, um, you know, post it out there and then people would just rent it or buy it on their own and not have that large format? So well, I, I pay 25 bucks yeah. to watch it. I'll tell you that right now. The impression I got is that sure. this is standard for documentaries. You make them, you kind of shop them around, you get a little payment, and then you can like edit them and finish them and put them out. So it sounds like it's basically done and they're shopping it around. So to me, it sounded like just standard operating procedure for documentaries. Yeah. Yeah. I don't agree with Adam Carolla regularly, but when someone spends a hundred hundreds of thousands of dollars into a, into something, getting it back, I, I can, I can feel, yeah, exactly. I can feel where oh, it comes yeah. from, but I, I would think like, why, why hasn't he done the Kevin Smith model? Just travel around like Southern California and just have showings. I'm sure there's a ton of fans yeah. that would pay, you know, 25 bucks to go in, see it, have a meet and greet with some of the people from, you know, yeah, K Rock. For sure. And, and uh, you know, question and answering after. I don't see how that, how that wouldn't work to make at least some of it back and also garner appeal. Like if you, you go to Netflix, you go to Hulu saying, hey, we sold out six or seven shows just in Southern California. If you pick this as documentary up, you're going to have something that'll really connect with people. Well, I don't get why this hasn't been picked up yet. Because if you look at the roster of people that they interview, it's a hall of fame and music from the nineties and even yeah. before. So mm -hmm. there's something, there's something going on here. Well, the other thing that he said is that it seems like uh, the companies are waiting for the last breath of K-Rock. For K-Rock to tr transition to Musica, Musica, Musica or, or sports radio for them to say, okay, this is the final chapter. This is how it ends and have a nice clean wrap up to, to the radio station, which I get. I mean, in, in a narrative sense, that makes the most sense. But I know myself and all the other Kevin and Bean and K-Rock old school fans really want to see what's going on. To me, the wrap up was when Kevin in the morning got fired. That yeah. was the end of K-Rock for me. And I bet for almost every Kevin and Bean fan. Yeah. So what Adam Carolla should do is go on the Kevin and Sluggo show on KLOS and promote it. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. Sure, they would let him. That's what we're all yeah. listening now anyway. Everyone moved over, so. Yeah, I think if, you know, listening to what the documentary is about, I think if 
if we're looking for the Kevin and Bean aspect, we'll probably just get a small glimpse. Maybe not a Lightning and Kid 90 glimpse, but it'll be a small part of their history. I know it was on for 30 years, but there was like 20 years where all kinds of craziness was happening before Kevin and Bean came out. Yeah. You know, it would it, have to be pretty prominent because that was a huge part. But you're right. It's not going to be the whole thing. Or no. even most of it. It's going to be a part of it. I agree. Yeah, well, there's the whole breaking out in the 70s. There's everything that happened in the 80s. There's Rodney on the Rock. You know, Richard the, Blade, you, Tammy Heidi. I mean, yeah. all of it. There's documentaries just on each one aspect yes. of these. You know, yes. you could have a documentary series of K-Rock starting from the 70s and go through each chapter. Yeah. I mean, Rodney on the Rock discovered so many people. There was a lot of funny in what Kevin and Bean would play on his clips, but there was a lot of history with him. He discovered Van Halen. Just to hear about all the bands he discovered, you could just go down a roster and it's just like the greatest of of the 80s and into the 90s. Well, and if you get a chance to watch The Mayor of Sunset Strip, is that right? His documentary? It's really, really interesting. That whole side of Rodney that, you know, you hear the clips on the Kevin and Bean show, you have no idea this guy having sex with everybody and just partying like crazy and he just did but didn't sound like that on the show so it's it's a really good watch i love the first few minutes of that they're basically just setting it up and they're just showing clips and i like it's a clip of led zeppelin it's a clip of sonny and Cher, and they'll put a little circle in the corner it's rodney rodney's with led zeppelin he's with sonny and the beatles and the stones i'm like oh my god i thought rodney was just a little guy a weirdo yeah Yeah, he's amazing Mm mm-hmm yeah, he's he's a music icon. Yeah, he's definitely somebody that if you want to hang out with somebody in the 70s or 80s that you'd want to just follow around for a little while, you know, because that oh, would just absolutely. Be, Can you imagine stories? Be, yeah. I, I mean, I mean just, he wouldn't tell them well, but no, the, no. The content would be amazing. And if you want to listen to Rodney Bingenheimer, he is on Sundays, 9 p.m. to midnight on Sirius XM Channel 21. Oh, I just had a couple of things. We were mentioning his thoughts on how it ended. Yes, Lightning was talking about his thoughts about Bean's ending the show and kind of the history of the K-Rock. Bean knew that he was ready to do something else, yeah. right? I mean, I think that was clear. He knew that K-Rock wasn't going in the direction that would make him happy. And he had the luxury of leaving to go find something that would make him happy. Right. And he, I think he wanted to stay in audio. It, it, it's what he does. It, oh, yeah. What he's... Is insanely talented at that there's no one better yeah but so i think that it's so on one hand yeah they're they're all great shows they're all entertaining to listen to i've listened we forgot to mention the the ralph report by the way that's i I mentioned that this is the very first show i mentioned i don't think (laughs) you mentioned uh bean show with ali overseas did did you (laughs) mention that uh I, i forgot to mention that one and well, are you listening you, to the same podcast that we are? You knew that Kevin went to KLOS, right? Did you what? Did you shout that out with Sluggo? I did not hear that. Huh, that's I'm weird. Gonna, I'm going to go back to the only uh, podcast I didn't Clubhouse mention here. was uh, our podcast because <laughs> nobody cares about yeah. <laughs> So, Beer Mug is keeping the janky spirit of Kevin and being alive with that, not listening to his own show. I found it interesting that Lightning also mentioned his memories of working on the show. He's like a reservoir. They should make a documentary about him because he was there for the whole history. Yeah. 20 years, you know, and um, 
those are the memories that I when when Adam would come in and, and do Mr. Burcham, where you know he he would talk, he would flash back to his his you know his his uh, uh, Vietnam era you know self. And uh, I come back to this country and they kill, call me a baby killer, you know, like all that stuff. Yeah. And we would all, I would look at Bean and Bean would be laughing and cr- crying laughing. Yeah. Kevin couldn't catch his breath and we're all, those, that, that is, that's it for me. Yeah. That's it for me. It's not like events or concerts or any that's of that great. crap. It's really the magic that happened in that studio that I got to be part of every day. Yeah. And sometimes it sucked massive donkey balls. But I would tell the laughter and looking back and being able to tell these stories with you, that made it yeah, worthwhile. That's awesome. Very similar to what Sarah was saying to us. It was just like magic in that studio. And it sounds like, well, they all say it came from the top down. <clears throat> yeah, I saw massive donkey balls at the Troubadour. Ding! <laughs> Their special guest at the end was the Armenian comedian. They called him up on his new number because people had been having trouble tracking him down. But it is classic uh, Sam. Sam thinks Kevin is there with them. And he and he talks to Beer Mug as Kevin. And Beer Mug just goes along with it. You know, <laughs> and he's, it's good to hear you, Kevin. And, and, and Beer Mug's like, yeah, it's great. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a hilarious back and forth. Sam also laments that all his hard work with Kevin and Bean is now gone. The end of the show to him was, oh, I'm no longer going to get my breakfast with the Armenian comedian. God, I wish they would have done it. Nope. <laughs> no. Come on. Nope. I would have went. Listen to this joke. Okay, it's catacomic uh, video, you know. I'm supposed to be judged the same. I went to my court building. I see lots of people. Oh, I go, this is really crazy. People are reacting on the on the court, you know. So I go to the uh, room and I ask the jury supervisor, who is my customers today? Oh, uh, uh, Speedy Gonzalez, Mickey Mouse, Donald Trump, and Joe Biden. That was just classic Sam. He has no joke. There's no punchline. There's no structure. It doesn't make any sense. Um, I always say, take the first part of Sam's joke, provide your own punchline. You'll be better off. How do you rank Sam versus Ziggy? If but Ziggy Sam, had been on the Kevin and Bean show, they would have made him funny. That's how I rank him. But no, Sam Sam is a lot to deal with, and they they deal with him really well because they tell you how to deal with him. They they say that uh, the best way to deal with Sam is to pretend like you're going to ask him a question and then just hang up. So, isn't that what Lightning did? Yes, exactly. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we're enough of this because it yeah. was just getting really weird. Then Beer Mug has a grievance with Lightning. They get into a bunch of videos that they did, kind of, I guess, like Jackass Beer Mug, because they did bubble-wrapped Beer Mug. I've never seen these videos. Yeah, me neither. i got to try and find them, but Lightning says they, they were taken off of YouTube, and I think that's where Beer Mug's grievance is, is, that he can't find these videos anywhere. So basically, they wrap Beer Mug in bubble wrap, and they throw things at him. They had Beer Mug fighting like MMA fighters and he got knocked out. There's a lot of history there that's still yet to be shown. But yeah, if you go back Janky Town episode 31 and listen to it, it's a, it's a really good episode with a lot of information on it. Moving on to Great News episodes 34 and 36. Let's listen to this intro from Mike. Neil Young. Gonna provide oh, great. <clears throat> Intro. The show's about to begin, bro. 
Say hello to the happy goodbye to the blues, cause Kevin and Mike are here to give you great news. Mm, I'm sorry you were a little too on tune. Is there a better artist? You weren't pitchy enough. Is there a better artist that you hate more? Bob Dylan? Really? You hate Bob Dylan? I don't know. I just think neither of them can sing. Bob Dylan, um, arguably one of the best songwriters. Bob Dylan is not a good singer, right. but I would say that Neil Young is just a peculiar singer. I wouldn't say he's bad. He's awful. He's an amazing songwriter, though. I mean, I that's would, different. He's like, yeah, that's there. different. Go ahead. He sings like you just did, only worse. <laughs> Let's not argue about the value of Neil Young. They get into a discussion about Kevin's hate hatred for classic rock, which is funny that uh, he's he's on Kale West now. I know. I love that. That was a pretty spot-on impression for me. I mean, I'm not a Neil Young fan. But anyhow, on episode 36, they had uh, Andy Schoen, the guy who hired Kevin at K-Rock. He also went on to do a bunch of stuff during the height of MTV. Now, the last episode that we did, we talked about Stinky Pinky. And I don't think I did a really good description of it. This is a game invented by my father and his colleagues at the Pentagon in the 70s. Is they that a true story? This is a 100% yes. true story. Yeah. Okay. They, uh, they had uh, rooms and rooms of mainframes to, to power these computers that are like 150th the size of this thing right here. And they would stare at these screens, making sure that the Soviets were not going to blow us up. To kill boredom, they would play this word wordplay game called Stinky Pinky. And the title pretty much explains it all. All right. I mean, it doesn't. The title is very misleading. Give me a second. Okay. All right. I'm flying blind here. Go ahead. They will give us clues. Describing two words that rhyme, but they can't use the actual answer words in the description. So if they were to, to write up and put smelly finger, the answer could be stinky pinky. We know that the two, the two answer words do rhyme. Okay. And we have to come up with those words. So, All right. Yeah, uh, okay. Overweight feline. Okay. Fat cat. Fat cat. Got Thank it. you. Okay. This is yeah. how we play the game. So, yeah, that's the explanation of Stinky Pinky. Now, they went on to... What? I can't hear you over the smooth jazz. What oh, did Mike say? <laughs> that backing track was uh, aggressive. They played it a few times this week. And on the first time on Monday, he gets an answer. He gets farm charm. And oh, there's just a there's a Super Bowl celebration on that video. Kevin, I think, is more is more surprised that he got it than Mike is. Anyhow, going on to the Ralph report. Well, they start off with a Justice League review. And any of you guys see the Justice League? No. No. Unless they can cut it down to about 22 minutes, I'm not gonna watch it again. It's four hours. No. <laughs> I mean, I like those movies and stuff, but I don't have four hours. I love superhero movies. But uh, I was really kind of excited to watch this, and I was I was very very disappointed. Half an hour into it, I felt like I had been watching the the movie for like three hours already. I didn't even finish it. I, you know, <laughs> I they talked about this that zoo dad in San Diego. He basically carried his two year old into the elephant enclosure, and then when the elephant all came at him, he dropped his baby and got over the fence. Yeah. So I mean. The guy was arrested. It was that's bad. Yeah, yeah right? I'm not a father. Yeah, no, <laughs> no expert, but it was all bad. He was arrested and all that, which he should have been. And they had a pastor, uh, Pastor Christ Penelope, that farts on people to heal them. Oh, jeez. Ralph plays this fart clip that goes on for a long time, which made me think of Janky Town. 
Bjork was happy because of volcano in Iceland erupted. It's always funny when you hear Ralph talk about Bjork and do the Bjork imp- impression. Munch and Monday, they drank Moxie. Have you guys had Moxie? No. I've had Moxie, and Moxie is terrible. There's a <laughs> store in Glendale called Galco's. If you want to try any kind of soda, you go to Galco's. Every soda in the world. And so here was Moxie, old school label, you know, looked cool. I'm like, you know, I got to try this. I tried it. I didn't finish it. It was awful. It was. What did it, it taste like? It's bitter. It, okay. It has absolutely no sweetness to it. It tastes like if you're drinking bad Campari or vermouth, you know, where it's just right. like really bitter. Eddie yeah. said he said it reminded them of drinking licorice. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. They did this new bit called Tongue Twister Tuesdays. A Garmy member called in and said that uh, he could provide tongue twisters so that Ralph and Eddie can go over them. The first one was aluminum linoleum, aluminum linoleum, aluminum linoleum. And then the next one was Eddie's enemies envied Eddie's energy. And Eddie could not say any of those things in any shape or form, except for when he whispered. It was remarkable. They were both blown away. It's fascinating, though. How the yeah. brain can work in one way, but maybe it's mm-hmm. that as you're trying to project out and get it where it's you're, you're not stressing as much by using a quieter voice. And then that way it, you can be a little more enunciative. Enunciative? No, Is that a word? about singers <laughs> that stutter, that when they talk regularly, they stutter. And when they sing, they're fine. So yeah. you're right. Yeah. What part of the brain controls speech and another one, I guess, controls singing? They had some coronavirus news. Eddie's getting the vaccine through some kind of scam. I'm not really sure how he, <laughs> he negotiated that. He basically said he was homeless um, by on accident, totally accident. He, he thought that living in an apartment qualified him for the vaccine. Uh, I think it's of- his wife that qualifies him for the vaccine. Yeah. More than anything. Yeah. Yeah. But apparently he said, like, I'm in group living as if, like, an apartment is group living, right? Yeah. <laughs> Too much. Was that what it was? I remember they said because he was in an yeah. apartment, that gave him a leg up somehow. Yeah, I think he would qualify because yeah. of yeah. his wife, but yeah, I think what he selected was was wrong. Um, they went into an unexpected effect of the pandemic. Apparently, couples now poop in front of each other. They've been they've no. been so no, long. They together no, they don't. No, they just. On the 25th, they talked about the Zoo of Terror with a 59-foot tapeworm. Uh, 59 feet tapeworm inside the guy. This is in India, right? Yes. In Thailand. Thailand. In in Thailand. I mean, how much did it weigh? I mean, they were talking about how it was probably in him for a very long time. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But, I mean, the guy would have to be, like, so skinny. People have to figure out, like, well, or he just ate a ton to keep his own weight and feed that thing. I was pretty grossed out and blown away by the size of the, the tapeworm and how it came out and everything. He said it was like a magician pulling out the, the scarves. <laughs> they talked about uh, Ashley Tisdale naming her kid, her kid Jupiter. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Ralph has very strong opinions of name on, on naming your kids and how the unique names kind of come back to bite their kids i was thinking about this though and the other said jupiter's a god a greek god roman god i don't know one of those but other people have called you know named their kids after gods or after 
characters in the Bible, you know, Rachel or John or Athena or so because it's not common. Um, I mean, I totally agree with Ralph, but I can also kind of see where they could pull it off some other way. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they'll probably use her middle name. Um, otherwise, but I could just totally imagine kids in, in like first grade going Poopiter. Her name is Poopiter. <laughs> or Stupider. Uh, Stupider. Yeah. Uh, any, yeah, any number of things like that. But I mean, it's actually Tillsdale's kid. So I don't know. How much trouble is it, are they really going to get into with that? Um, and then in the video vault, they did bad movies that you actually will watch, even knowing that it's bad. Uh, do you guys have any bad movies that you like to like? I'm a sucker for the old Godzilla movies. The old ones with the rubber suits. There's just a charm about them. They're just, I'm a sucker for bad sci-fi from the 50s. So we've got one from when I was a kid. So back in the 70s when VHS first came out and you could record. So one of the movies we recorded was called Scavenger Hunt. And it had Cloris Leachman, Roddy Dangerfield, Felix Unger, whatever his name is. Uh, and an all-star cast, Meatloaf, Dirk Benedict, Willie Ames. And it's a takeoff of It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. It was the only movie we had recorded on a VHS. So we watched it over and over and over as kids. And so I think all of us could probably just recite it perfectly in time. It's not a good movie, but it was campy. It was silly, but it was just one of those beloved just because we watched it so much. It's just fun. It's nothing serious. It's just a fun movie with a bunch of stupid lines in it. And it was funny because uh, who's the gentleman? Uh, he's got big curly hair. He was big in the 70s and 80s. And he talked with a lisp. What do you mean? Avery Shriver? Avery Shriver. So I'm waiting tables in Los Angeles. Yeah, there he is. Yeah. Zookeeper. Yes. And Arnold Schwarzenegger's in it. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I'm waiting tables and Avery Schreiber is sitting at one of my tables. And when you're in LA, you just don't really talk to celebrities. You just treat them like everybody else, right? So I never bring up anything to anyone. And so when I brought them the check at the very end, I put it down and I just said, just so you know, Scavenger Hunt is my favorite movie. And the whole table just lost it laughing. Christopher, what about you? It was a movie that was intended to be bad. It's Kung Pao, Enter the Fist. There was a guy that used to do like thumb wars and he would put faces on thumbs and he would just do all kinds of what? really weird videos. He took a lot of these old Kung Fu movies and put himself in them. He spliced them all together and it starts out like with the coherent narrative. And then towards the end, it just goes just really crazy. There's a scene. He fights a cow. There's a scene where he, <laughs> where aliens from France come and, and he defeats them with his magic tongue. It's, it is a really bad movie, but, I used to watch it over and over again. They just they do one scene where where the kung fu master is singing about Taco Bell. Every time I think of going, everybody time somebody says Taco Bell, I, I just think of the, the song Taco Bell, Taco Bell, da, 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 Taco Bell. <laughs> and of course, I think we should all include Cucamonga Heat. <laughs> Eric. Okay, moving on to a cup of tea and a chat in an alien invasion. Who should lead the world? And basically, they pulled a bunch of people from the UK. And they tried to guess who was going to be number one. Donald Trump was number eight. Boris Johnson was number 12. But do you guys know who the number one person was? No. I heard that, so I'll recuse myself. Before Same. we do that, though, who would you guys like to talk to the aliens? I got mine. It's Bean. He would identify <laughs> with them so much. <laughs> mine would be Armenian comedian because they would just leave us alone. 
<laughs> they destroy no, the earth. Are you crazy? <laughs> just be like, mm, we'll leave it's a hang up on earth. Uh, it was Arnold Schwarzenegger. What? Yes. <laughs> if you look at the top 10, like everybody was like a TV star from some sci-fi yeah. show or movie. Yeah, Will Smith so I don't know. Maybe two. England doesn't understand the difference between real life and movies. I don't know. Right. Uh, yeah. That's funny. Oh, yeah. Will Smith. I heard that one. Bill, was it Bill Pullman? <laughs> was Bill one Pullman. of them, maybe? Really, though, at the end of the day, with the way the world is, I'd kind of prefer, yeah, put an actor out there. Let them go deal with the aliens. I don't care. I don't want to bomb us. I don't want to bomb anything. <laughs> We're good. Let's make friends in peace. Then they did Animal Stories. And the Animal Stories was a pretty gross Animal Stories. They did Stanley Tucci eating maggot cheese. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I saw maggot cow. cheese at the True, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Good one. And then they did a dog from Brazil walked into a veterinary office and got adopted by the vet. He basically was a stray and he checked himself into the doctor and he, he had cancer. And so the vet yeah. saved his life and adopted him. I, was I love crazy. those stories. There's another story, too, in Africa. An elephant was shot in the head. And walked over to whatever local vet they seemed to know. And the vet saw him and saved him and everything. So animals are so much smarter than we want to give them credit for. <laughs> yeah. And then they did a, da- a dating app segment. Of, there's apparently a dating app called Coffee and Bagel. And essentially in this app on your profile, you can put whether you're vaccinated fully, partially vaccinated, plan to get vaccinated, don't want to be vaccinated or don't want to say and then they went on to Allie discussing other things that she would like to hear or like to see on dating profiles about people. <laughs> and then this is the clip for that. I think on a dating app, honestly, profile wise, not only vaccination, maybe not thumbs. We can talk about that down the line. Mm-hmm. But it should also say temperature um, at which you sleep at night. You have talked about in the past how that has yes. literally broken up relationships for you before. Absolutely, it, it has. Yeah, I'm sorry if you like it hot in a bedroom while you sleep. Mm-hmm. You are not for me. I want to hang meat in my bedroom when I sleep. I want it so cold. You're like, what? Are you dead? Yeah, is what I want you to ask me in bed. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm sure you've been asked that many times before. I have. <laughs> I guess she broke up with somebody because they wanted it warm in the bedroom and she likes it cold. I think yeah. Allie has about a thousand deal breakers is the problem. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, Friday's episode was episode 69. The intro is worth the price of the podcast to me. It was, it was pretty hilarious. <laughs> I think I got a clip in there. Something I sent Bean years ago. It's, are your loins burning? I think that was one of mine. But no giggity. That's interesting. And Lindsay has a new segment for us called Don't Poke the Bean. We invented this gangster shit. And this the motherfucking thanks we get? All right? That's the wrong button. So for everyone keeping score at home, Bean lost a point with us for giving no credit to Eddie for a quagmire drop back in 2010. So then we jump forward a few moments in time to two Saturdays ago. Uh, Allie and Bean do a weekend crowdcast every once in a while where they interact with fans. It's a live stream. They'll bring their fans up on the screen. They'll play games with them, etc. So not wanting to miss a moment of this, I have to stop by the grocery store and decide to watch while I am grocery shopping. Then, as I'm wandering aimlessly through the store, buying my two bottles of wine that I ended up with, this happens. 
Oh, I know what I would I bring Lindsay P up. Remember I said I had a question for Lindsay? So here I am with two bottles of wine in a self-checkout in a Kroger. I'm showing my ID to the cashier and I get a little pop-up that says, you're being invited onto the screen. Now I'm wearing a wireless earbud that includes a microphone and a mask. And for some reason, I thought that would be sufficient in communicating. So here's what happened. Oh, Lindsay, where are you right now? Where? So clearly my attempts at communicating are going really well. So I decide to just disconnect. I close out the app on my phone. I sprint to my car and I open the app back up. And somehow the live stream part of it was still connected. So my face immediately pops up. Somebody oh, just Lindsay's popped back. Up. Oh, Lindsay, she's from her from her car, I just said. Lindsay Sorry from her that. car. No, did you okay. check out or did you leave your groceries in there? I checked out. I was just kind of a little bit flustered, but yeah, I had Bluetooth on, so my earphones were here and my mouth is here, obviously. My earphones are here and my mouth is here. That is a sentence that I said to Ali and Bean. I could go into a whole other segment about how every time I interact with Ali and Bean, whether it be on social media or in this case, I sound like a complete idiot. I accept my own scorn on that one, but that's for another day. So Bean's question for me was about the podcast, and he graciously allowed me to plug the podcast and talk a little bit about what we did, and it included this ringing endorsement. So if you ever want to come on to the podcast, it's super janky. We do it on Zoom, but um, it is a lot of fun. I love that it's jankier than janky town. I mean, that should Um, be your slogan. (laughs) Very much so. Very much so. So I'm thinking, this is great. Beans gained another point back. This is awesome. I can't believe he's helping us promote. Uh, Then he uses the opportunity while we're wrapping up to take a little dig at me. That's awesome. And I'm sorry that you're living in your car. That's kind of sad. But the fact that you have have such a good attitude about it is really (laughs) inspirational, Lindsay. I mean it. Well, Bean, I didn't have a question, and you kind of... <laughs> I know, <laughs> it's my fault. Lindsay, I just found out about the, your podcast, and I was just excited to spread the word. I thought this is a great audience to get that, that information out to. That's why I wanted to talk to you. So I hope you don't mind that I dragged you into this. So, no, I really didn't mind, but he does lose just half a point for the card dig. So now we cut to the following Monday on A Cup of Tea and a Chat. A bunch of our listeners, Allie have started their own podcast, which you know I'm excited about, and it's called Quitters Never Give Up, So, (laughs) which is one of the all-time great quotes from from, uh, the late Kevin Ryder. You remember Kevin, that guy? I do. Uh, He he, he passed away or something, right? I haven't heard from him. He's very much alive doing uh, Afternoons with Sluggo. Oh, that's right. That's right. I did hear that. I did catch that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, yeah, Quitters Never Give Up was one of his many, many famous expressions that we turned into a T-shirt, and he'll always be remembered for that. So that's the name of this podcast, and um, I haven't had a chance to listen to much, but I did pull this from the open of the current episode, and I want to give it some love so people who are interested can check it out. And this will give you an idea of what it is they do on that show. So not only is he plugging our little show on his enormous show, but he's playing a clip from it. And as he's wrapping up, he talks a little bit more about it and gives us some really good endorsements. 
because there are so many shows now in the Kevin and Bean creative universe, as it has been dubbed, I think it's great that there's like one-stop shopping. If you don't have time to listen to Janky Town and to the Ralph Report and to Great News and to our show, you should certainly listen to our show. There's no excuse for not listening to our show. But I'm saying, if you you can't listen to all of them, it's kind of a cool place to go. It's it's like a, you know, it's like a talk soup or something like that where you can get caught up without spending a bunch of time. I love it. Now, that was such a cool plug and comparing it to Talk Soup, which is really kind of what we're doing, was awesome. Well, the thing I noticed is that Lindsay was completely unprepared and sounded way better than I did as prepared as I try and be for exactly. this Exactly. She's a professional. <laughs> Look it up. You guys are way too kind. So to sum it up, I think on our Don't Poke the Bean scorecard, Bean is definitely in the positive. He was very gracious and did not have to promote the podcast and only took a few shots in in the process. Thus concludes this episode's edition of Don't Poke the Bean. We invented this gangster shit. And this the motherfucking thanks we get? All right? That's the wrong button. Now, in the same episode of A Cup of Tea in a Chat that we get a shout-out, Christopher also gets one of his calls played. Well, we had reviewed a, a clip where Bean had a Where the Wild Things costume was, and then Bean was talking about playing ukulele, and I just thought how creepy that is. I mean, how scary, how I could put that up on Halloween and scare away all the neighborhood kids. And, and so I called in, like, requesting, like, did that really happen? Do you still have it? Uh, can you record a video playing ukulele? And uh, they turned it into something completely different, of course, being wood. Here is a listener who I feel like is calling because he wants me to fulfill some sort of a sexual fantasy. And I'm actually I'm actually entertaining the idea of doing it. So let's hear, let's hear what he's asking here. This is Chris from uh, Rancho Cucamonga. Uh, I have a message for Bean. I've heard that you have a Where the Wild Things Are wolf costume. One, I would like to know if you if this is true. Two, I'd like to know if there's a video and or picture that you can make available to the teabaggers. And three, could you also make a video, if you still have it, of you playing the ukulele while wearing this costume? Thank you. Okay. All right. First of all, believe it or not, Allie, I do somewhere in storage in America have a Where the Wild Things Are wolf outfit. Like with the crown and everything? Um, I don't I don't remember it having a crown. I mean, it's like the big woolly suit that you see. No, in, I understand the, what a wolf is. In, yeah. in the, no, I'm talking about from the movie, from the movie from a few years ago. It's the suit like the kid wears in the movie, right? I don't okay. remember there being a crown on it, but I, I, Donna got it for me for some reason. It's pretty awesome. But Oh, my gosh. Like I said, it's in storage. I haven't thought about it for a long time, but now I miss it. Now I want it. But uh, this is a very specific, and I'm right. It's a sexual fantasy, right? 100%. And then he made it not only his kink, but then he's like, man, if I can just one-up my kink, adding a uke, like that just, that that's full-blown kink right there. And I respect it. Thank you for being so honest, sir. Apparently, it's going to be the hottest thing in the world if you can get me dressed in a, in, a, in a onesie playing the ukulele. I'll see what I can do for you, sir. That's the best I can offer. That one started off with Bean mentioning our podcast and ended with Christopher. I'm like, we're all over the place today. <laughs> Well, Bean said he was going to try to dig out the old wild thing suit. But it's in America. Maybe he'll mention that later. It's in America. I think he's got to get it through customs. He's got to prove why it's there. You know, 
I don't know if being a furry is legal in the UK. <laughs> no, the Queen banned that, I think, recently. <laughs> well, before we do the week that was, let's do a quick uh, game here. How many times did Edwin say okay in the Miss Cleo interview? Dan, you start. 35. Okay, Christopher? About as many times as I say um. And <laughs> I, I would say maybe 40. Okay, well, the ones that are still in, 29. So I apologize to Kevin, to Bean, to Beer Mug. For everybody, it's very hard to talk. A very funny thing came up. There was a list of the most famous non-human spokespeople for products. Like, for instance, the Kool-Aid pitcher. Okay, so non-humans. So Ralph was reading the list, and this is how it ended. How about that? I don't think he'll be number one, but the bird from Clausen Pickles. Is he, uh, does he show up anywhere? <laughs> yes, the Clausen Pickles stork is America's <laughs> beloved folks creature. You're absolutely right, me. He's just taking the world by storm, the beloved Clausen stork. I, I said I don't think he'll be number one. I just wondered if he was anywhere on that list. That's all. <laughs> All right. Now that's a pickle. That was Tuesday, Wednesday. They decided, hey, let's make some hay out of that. Have a special guest star. Hello, is Bean there? This is Bean. This is, Bean. This is the plastic pickle star. <laughs> I just want to thank you so much for thinking of me. No one's even, oh. no one's even gave me a thought since in 30 years. No one's been talking about me. How is the plastic pickle stork listening to the show? I'm a big fan of the show. I listen to it around Los Angeles doing some new commercials. Oh, that's a crunchy pickle. That's the crunchiest pickle I ever heard. Well, I mean, I, I guess uh, thank you for the call. I was just, I was just thinking you might be on the list. I thought you might be more popular than they than you are. I guess. Well, he we certainly should be because these plastic pickles are so crisp. <laughs> I understand they're quite wow. crisp. They're crisp and delicious. I love a good pickle. I think a pickle in almost any orifice. Oh wow! Oh, the man. thing is, only Bean oh, would think of the plastic pickle stork. Right? <laughs> Seriously. All right. Well, I've got one one clip. So if you're confused about what I'm saying, listen very carefully. I quit this bitch. Balls. Was that balls at the end? I didn't add it. It was just at the end. You know, on Fridays, the, the Bogart, and that's the last thing that comes. And then sometimes there's little bits after it.